1: See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M-I-R-O.com. Hey
0: everyone, this is John Roca. One third of the Geek Buddies with this awesome ad for you. If you like this show and you want to make your own, and some of you have reached out and asked us about making your own podcast, well, let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast Everyone, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Geek Buddies. <laughs> hey! for another week of geeky goodness here we're talking about so many subjects talking about some loki wandavision sync ups talking about some first reactions to old talking about uh some new trailers that have dropped and getting into one massive trailer the last duel that's our main topic because there is so much involved in that trailer we felt it deserved a really deep dive from the three of us into that so stay tuned for all of that coming up after we introduce ourselves i am the outlaw john roca writer producer and host here on the outlaw nation and the geek buddies
1: I am Michael Vogel. I'm a writer and producer of animated TV shows and movies.
2: And this is Shannon McClung. I'm an animation writer and a television actor where you may have seen me on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Silicon Valley, and Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Uh, I love it when you drop your credits. I don't care what anybody says. Um, we're getting into some things here. <laughs> and the way this, the, the way the show works is each one of us presents a Geek News item. We talk about it amongst ourselves for your enjoyment. And then we take a bit of a break and jump into our main topic Big shout out to everyone who's joining us again this week. And if you're new to the show, thank you very much for taking a chance on the Geek Buddies. Or if you're listening to us on the podcast feed, thank you very much for subscribing to the podcast feed. Don't forget to do that. The Geek Buddies, separate podcast feed. Type it in wherever you download podcasts. Subscribe to it. And then take us anywhere you want to go. The gym, boating, getting shot out of a cannon, whatever it is, you can take us with you. Um, all right. where Where are we starting first?
1: What are you? What is your week like? What is your? What is a normal week in your life? It's been crazy. It's when, been crazy. When was the last time you were on a boat? Um,
0: with uh, Andy Sandberg and the Lonely Planet guys. In <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I got my flipping flappers. All right, let's do this, Mikey. Mike Mikey's in executive Whew. mode. You can tell he's like. Please, uh, can we just get to the points? What's going on, my man?
1: I'm just trying. No, I was actually just having like uh, flashbacks to that time we all went out on that boat for Shannon's birthday, and everybody got uh. sick. Everybody, nah, everybody.
0: Not everybody.
1: <laughs> I mean, like half <laughs> the delicate people. Folks got sick. Half the people on the boat got sick.
2: <laughs> and we well, we were also drinking champagne and parasailing. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll
0: that'll that'll
1: do it. That that's uh,
0: as George listen, might say. The water was choppy that day, my (laughs) friends. The water was choppy.
2: (laughs) John drew blood on one of our friends.
0: I did. I did. You're right. Poor Mike Fox.
1: Uh, (laughs) Don't put your head there. Anyway,
0: all right. Let's move on. Mikey, what do you got for us?
1: Uh, here's what I got. Uh, so, really cool thing that uh, kind of came out in the past few days on the internet. Obviously, last week was the big season finale of Loki. Uh, yeah. We had a lot of thoughts on it. Definitely check out our Loki season finale spoiler review that we did with the always awesome Emma Fife. Um, But uh, something that came along this week is that... As uh, Loki kicked us off into the multiverse, um, WandaVision may have gotten there a little bit earlier in a really cool way. Um, uh, uh, User Jacob Siegel at BGR.com kind of posted this thing, but uh, there's a video posted of the WandaVision finale put up against the Loki finale, and at the exact same moment, Mm. about 27 minutes and 55 seconds into both episodes, uh, it is the moment where uh, Wanda finally fully becomes the Scarlet Witch in her battle with Agatha, Mm. and it is the exact same moment that he who remains uh, reaches the threshold, the moment where he no longer knows uh, what is going to happen. And uh, this is one of those things that when you say, oh, hey, look, some guy on YouTube synced these things up and they match, you kind of go, okay, yeah, sure, sure. And if you play Dark Side of the Moon along with Wizard of Oz, it all matches up, like whatever. Like, you kind of like roll your eyes. But then you watch this thing and literally at the exact moment that uh, He Who Remains kind of looks up and says, whoa, we've reached the threshold in Loki. It is the exact same moment in WandaVision that Wanda becomes the Scarlet Witch. And then uh, literally when you sync them up next to each other, He Who Remains says, we've just crossed the threshold. And as if they were in the same scene, Agatha says, oh God, you have no idea what you've done. And then when Wanda waves her hand in WandaVision, there is thunder in the background of Loki. (laughs) And then the part that just literally kills me is seconds later, when Wanda and Agatha kind of come back down to Earth in Westview. They land, Agatha collapses, and he who remains picks up something on his desk and drops it so that it lands at the exact same moment that Agatha does. So it's pretty wild. Uh... First of all, I will tell you, like as much as I just pitched this as it is perfectly in sync, as someone who works in the industry, I was talking to some other friends and everyone is like, this has to be a coincidence. Like the sheer organization that it would take to coordinate this is insane for some random thing that why would you do this? But then when you watch it, you're like, dude, that is really in sync. Yeah. Um, so I have some thoughts on it. But first of all, what do you you guys watch the video? Like, what do you guys think? Did I do it justice? Did I do it right? Oh, yeah. And what, do, and what do you guys think about this moment? Because I'm clearly super jazzed about it.
0: Take it yeah. away, Johnny. Uh, to me, this is exactly what we wanted to see for Marvel going into the next phase, right? Something completely insane out there and the level of brilliance. You know, how do you top yourself when you have done such incredible work, Kevin Feige has over the first three phases? How do you top yourself? You know, just like the films kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, with more and more superheroes and villains involved in it, uh, you've got to top yourself as a creator as well. So Kevin Feige's like, "Ooh, you know what? Since I'm in control of these television shows, and screw that Marvel stuff, screw that ABC stuff. These are my shows. These are syncing up to the movies. Then I'm going to be in control of how this all looks. So to me, this feels purposeful." And this is genius. And this is like one of those things where, like, they did it, and probably like, if if the person who finds out about this, the person who figures this out is gonna get so much love for this. We're not gonna say anything about it. Let's see if anybody figures it out. And I know brilliant minds work like that. And Kevin Feige is a brilliant mind, the people below him, brilliant minds, and they I believe this was done on purpose, and it makes so much sense because remember, this is a multiverse, so numerous things can happen, and this dude uh is in charge of a, multi- a bunch of variants has dealt with a bunch of variants in multiple universes so for him to sense wanda becoming wanda that is not out of the realm of possibility in terms of syncing things up so to me this makes all kinds of sense and i love it i think it's brilliant uh and shout out to that youtuber her who figured it out because who would ever think to put the finale up to the finale and then watch them at the same time to sync it up it's genius.
2: Yeah, I, I I fully agree, Johnny. I mean, I feel like something yep. like this—it is—it is—it it, had—it has to have been intentional. Right. Um, we talked about the level of organization and coordination and synchronization and execution. Like they did twenty-three movies mm-hmm. and it wasn't perfect like there were things that they kind of had to retcon later and i think that's why this was deliberate is that mm. they have learned from their mistakes i mean you look at spider-man homecoming the the timing doesn't quite work out like whatever the the time jump is between the battle of new york and peter uh, and the start of our story mm. the time jump is weird like the whatever the Chiron was however many years later it doesn't match up right um You look at you look at sort of like the continuity wonkiness at the beginning of Black Panther, how Chadwick Boseman's hair is completely different. But this is supposed to have started right after Civil War. So these are these are little mistakes that happen Mm -hmm. going in, being able to learn from those mistakes and being able to kind of up their game in the way that it certainly seems like they're doing. uh, You know, I know there was a lot of um, not hesitation, but I guess a lot of curiosity. what, how can you top? the this first uh these first three phases like it's impossible like Thanos right. you know you you built to you built to one big event and out the gate yeah. it certainly seems like uh not only do they have a plan but they're already executing it very well and despite what you think of the shows i mean i know some people were not as into loki some people yeah. weren't as into wandavision you can't argue um the care that is being put into this the again the the uh synchronization that it took to create this and where it more than likely is going to be leading in our next few movies
1: mm. Mm. so Mike? i'm like sort of still have two minds about it i'll give you executive okay. me brain and then i'll give you like <laughs> nerd <laughs> me brain executive me brain is still like as much as they are in control and everything you guys said is 100% right uh basically telling Kate Heron and the Loki team hey want you to do what you do with your finale it's really important that you stick the landing but also at exactly 27 minutes and 55 seconds this is exactly what needs to happen is <laughs> like that's a tall order like even yeah. even even if you're because like they like th- they had to fill up the
2: what's what ah uh, uh, did I freeze you guys uh, you guys both froze, so I thought it might nope. have been me
1: oh, oh Shannon why are you throwing oh. me off my game here? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> let, uh, let him speak his piece Shannon. What's going on? Um, but so, yeah. So, so to tell Kate Herron exactly at 2755, here's where you have to have this moment. Like, for yeah. any writer, like, that's a tough thing to do. Uh, so, it's still, there's a part of me that's like, come on, this can't. They didn't. But then you look at it and the evidence is there. And so, nerd me It's like, well, first of all, remember the fact that WandaVision wasn't supposed to be the first one. It was supposed to go Falcon, Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki. So WandaVision and Loki were going to be much closer. And then when you line that up for the fact that Loki is all about order versus chaos, they say it over and over and over again, and the Scarlet Witch is chaos magic, and in episode 7 in the commercial she did take those pills for nexus antidepressants which isn't which means that like she is a nexus being nexus event i yeah. i basically think i don't think here's here's like the where the rubber's going to meet the road for me okay. i don't think they did it just to do it like i don't think okay. they did it to be like well let's see if somebody figures this out okay. i think i think when we get to doctor strange 2 is when i will decide if it was for real or not like if the, if they talk about the threshold if they talk about her being a nexus being if her the multiverse opening up and what is happening with her are intrinsically linked, which I actually assume they will be, then I'll believe it was all... I want it to be. Like, it's so cool. I want it to be real. There's still a part of my brain that's like, come on. (laughs) What? Come on. But, I mean, the evidence speaks for itself. Whether it's an amazing cosmic coincidence or the work of Kevin Feige, probably the work of Kevin Feige, go watch the video. It is... It is wild. It is a trip. I love it.
0: I think it's genius. I mean, why would you doubt them being able to do this? And I hear what you're saying. Obviously, Mike, you don't want to step on a creator's thing, but you. But as a creator, when you're walking into this universe, you understand, like you know, you're in service to the overall piece. So it wouldn't necessarily be out of the realm possibility that you know, Feige negotiated this from the beginning, and this is what I want to do. So maybe that kind of you know angles or influences how Heron uh, directs the film or the the show rather. But you know, the editors are the ones who really kind of line everything right. up. So that's where well, the thing me, at the
1: end of the day, if they would have talked, let me. You're sure. yeah. you're right. That's a good point. Let me put it a different way. I yeah, sure. I completely believe that Marvel and Kevin Feige and the Marvel creative team have the wherewithal and ability to do this. Like I don't think right. that it's so outside of the realm of like they absolutely can pull this off. I don't believe they would pull this off. Just to throw it out, if you're going to go to the work of doing this, yeah, I don't yeah. think you leave it for some random dude to find out. Like, I think there's a rhyme oh, and reason. And, so, I, I like that's that's kind of what I mean by the Doctor Strange of it all. It's okay. like this is a huge, super cool thing. Right. If you went and did it, like there should be a payoff. And so, I'm I'm waiting to see like what happens in Doctor Strange too. But I do agree with both of you guys. I mostly think they clearly had to have done this on purpose because it's they're, so perfect.
0: They're just too smart not to, right? And it, it, it also because. This is astronomically, I mean, the odds of someone call deGrassa Tyson and ask him what the odds are that this could actually line up in this way. Like, we need a statistician somewhere who can figure out what the odds of this possibility happening without it being intentional. It's probably (laughs) off the charts. You know, it's, it's as complex as the multiverse,
2: in my opinion. Well, well and I mean, in editors, that's, that's something that a really good editor can do is yes. you can work things down to the second. I mean, all the time you hear about SNL um, yeah. at the 11th hour, like you need to lose 15 seconds out of this sketch. Yeah. And I mean, and they, and they consistently do it. So right. the idea that you're, you're basing this, especially the, the WandaVision clip off of uh, a big effect shot. Like, like, do we need to take one second away from this? Do we need to add three seconds here? They can do it. Right.
1: You know what it is? You know what I think it is? I think that I, I think Marvel makes me feel like I'm in a cult and I'm a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that like, after like all the Mephistos, like, 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 like we're, we're at the point now where somebody's like, if you put these two that. episodes up next to each other, they totally sync up. And everyone's like, yeah, man. And I'm like. Are we all crazy? Like, did this like did we all drink the Kool-Aid together? Like, what's going on? It's like I want I like I wanna believe, but there's a part of me that's like, nah, man, come on. Look, in that WandaVision one sheet, that is a devil face. That is
2: 100 <laughs> percent a devil I mean, face. You can't tell me it's not. That not was wrong. deliberate. And for Jack Schaefer to say that I didn't even hear the name of this yeah. and I'm like that is BS. You don't throw things out like the devil isn't the the devil's in the details. That's not the only place he is. Go, demon spot. Come on! Come
1: on! Still fighting for that official. Shannon, thing. Shannon, 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 Shannon's deep <laughs> deep-rooted anger at Jack Schaefer comes out. Finally, we can address it on the show. It's,
2: deep- it's not anger! Just don't tell me I'm crazy for thinking it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, let's talk about the elephant in the room here,
0: guys. <laughs> oh man all right um (laughs) all right where are we off to uh next uh what are we getting into next my man Oh, oh yeah it's uh, amazing it I, I think you're okay. taking us to the beach yeah let's let's uh let's uh, let's go into this thing uh, there are a lot of first reactions for old I want to kind of bring up the article sorry I didn't have it already queued up here I was too involved in this uh, uh, discussion with uh, Mike and Shannon about uh, this uh, thing that's going on but the first reactions have poor have come in uh, for old um, and it's really interesting what we're hearing from some of the uh, the reviewer Sean O'Connell is my brother over there at cinema blend he said M. Night Shyamalan... Gets so creative with old, his camera work is exhilarating uh, with some of the most bold and aggressive filmmaking techniques I've seen from him. The visuals are, are a little stronger than the story, but damn, Thomason McKenzie continues to amaze. Absolutely, Thomasin McKenzie is one of the best. My brother Fico from the uh, Hollywood Critics Association, he said, thank you to M. Night Shyamalan. I had not been scared of the beach since Jaws, and now old. Uh, the movie has me in full suspense and stress mode the whole time. Really enjoyed its premise and themes. Be ready to spend an unsettling bonkers vacation in in paradise. Check it out. Germaine Lussier uh, says, time to tell you about M. Night Shyamalan's old. Old is the best movie night has made since Unbreakable. Damn. It's an intense, unrelenting thriller made with sadistically and surprising emotion. It's hard to watch. And I loved every second of it. Full review and interview later on this week. For sure. Uh, Kate, katie's movies said so old movie is certainly a movie that exists i saw it quite a while ago and i'm still unsure how i feel about it M not usually swings for the fences and usually the nails that are whiffs so hard he breaks his own nose old is neither it's just fine which is a shame uh so and then chris evangelista uh he said oh we can talk about old okay it's M might back in full-blown the happening mode which a lot of people have been kind of afraid that this movie would be. Whether or not that's a good thing will be up to you. Guess I need to include the addendum that I like The Happening, so... And he's a, so, a senior... So they're the one. Yes, yes they're he, the one. A, he, he, and he's the senior writer and chief film critic for Slash Film, so... And I like... I uh, respect the, uh, my brothers and sisters over there at Slash Film. Uh, uh, let's see if I've got any more. Uh, oh, yeah, my brother JT over here. He said, "All the movie showcases some of the best and worst of Edmite's tendencies. There are some great ideas. and The tension throughout the film is relentless. Put it this way. It might not all work, but you'll never be bored. One one of M Night's biggest issues is still dialogue. So that is so these are pretty much the reactions. Some people I even saw the word masterpiece thrown out there by a couple of uh, people who saw the film, not critics, but public. Couple of people saw the film, and you know M Night Shyamalan has been hit or miss now for the at least he's somewhat getting hits uh, over the last few years when he was we went on a little bit of a run where people stopped believing that he was any good as a filmmaker. So. This one feels like a majority of people seem to like it, but there are some people who don't like it and are dinging him for some of the things that people have always dinged him for, the dialogue in his movies. Um, And I'm sure he appears in some way in the movie. So what do you guys think when you hear these kind of uh, overall general reviews of Old, which is coming out this weekend?
2: I would think pre-split... Yeah. I would have written this off right off the bat. Um, mm. But watching Splits, uh, even though it led to Glass, which I didn't like, um, Split was just such a well-crafted story. It was just so edge of your seat. You know, he Emlet Shyamalan can tell a really good story. I mean... Uh, The Sixth Sense, still one of the best twists in the history of Hollywood, I would think. Uh, Unbreakable. I mean, I like signs. I know a lot of people are like, on signs. Um, He can tell a really good story. I mean, and it seems like a lot of these reactions, they seem to kind of run the gamut a little bit. Um, I I read one that it said it starts off slow, which for an M. Night Shyamalan movie is not shocking. Um, They they typically proceed at at a pretty... (laughs) somewhat languid pace, but then it really gets going. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely a movie that I'll see, and it's a movie that, I'm crossing my fingers, there will be a crowd with. Um, Because his movies, because they are such a sort of a communal experience like you can hear <laughs> you can figure out who in the audience is getting things quicker than that like you can hear it's sort of like a rolling <laughs> wave of when people get stuff i mean i was one of the last ones to understand what had happened in the sixth sense and a friend of mine who i saw it with um was completely wrong and he tried to explain it to me and i was like not only do I, am i not understanding this your theory is ridiculous
0: what what was his theory what was his theory <laughs> or her theory?
2: <laughs> that, he he had figured out that it's like oh he's a ghost he he just died and I'm like wait what oh. and he's like you know when you become a ghost you you lose all sort of like phys- physical being and that's why the that's why the ring fell off like he didn't get that she had the wife had dropped the ring like it wasn't him um, so I was just like Whoa. I don't think that's correct <laughs> um, I mean I was smart enough to knew that I that I didn't know what was going on um but you know i mean thomas and mckenzie as as many of the reviewers said i mean she's she's a she's an electric performer i mean you love watching love watching her act uh you know ken Ken leung alex wolf i mean these this is a good cast so fingers crossed i'm gonna be on the positive side after i watch this one
0: don't leave out vicky claps
1: vicky claps anyway yeah i loved her in phantom threat michael what are your thoughts on these well, I will say that, like, as far I don't think that, at least in the reviews that uh, that I saw, that a lot of the ones that you just read, they're not quite running the gamut. Like, nobody is saying this movie is garbage. I mean, the closest one right. is the person that says it's like the happening, but that person likes the happening, so right. <laughs> uh,
2: they kind of buried the lead on that. By the they way, they buried <laughs> the lead on it. Like, don't
1: <laughs>
0: it's like that's like. Well, yeah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> but, and that, and that, was, that was so funny, You're right? Because Evangelista put it as his second uh, uh, um, second to tweet right below the main tweet. And there was room for him to put that
1: in the main tweet.
0: So he's clearly trolling or messing around with the fans. Yeah.
1: yeah. But, like, so, you know, I, I kind of agree with Shane. Like, I will say this for M. Night Shyamalan. Like, uh, love him or hate him. And half the, not half, there's a good chunk of the time where I hate him. Uh, With the exception of the live-action Avatar movie, which I refuse to watch and will never ever watch because I don't want my love for Avatar The Last Airbender to be sullied by having that in my eyeballs. Right. Uh, I I, love him or hate him, like you want to see what he's going to do. And I actually think the one review that you... uh, the one that you mentioned, where he either he either hits a home run or he like falls on his face hard, yeah. is kind of accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, I find this movie intriguing. I don't really know where it's going to go. I I had read uh, that he didn't know where it was going to go until the very end. Like he had a couple endings in mind, and he even as he was in the editing booth wasn't quite sure which. Eh, makes me a little nervous, um, but I, I'm intrigued. And mm-hmm. I, I my takeaway from all of this is nobody hates it. Uh, Yeah, people people are coming out and saying, look, he doesn't have great dialogue. (laughs) This one kind of suffers from that. It's a little bit slow at the beginning. It's a little bit this, which are all the things you expect. But the worst thing that I heard is that it's just fine. Um, And as far as for an M. Night Shyamalan movie, compared to some of the things that he's done, just fine is actually a solid place. I do not think Glass is just fine. I don't think The happening is just fine. I actually, I will say, I can't ding anybody who... Uh, loves any part of that Shyamalan movie because I'm like the I'm one of the three people in the world that actually didn't hate Lady in the Water. So uh, that's my that's my cross to bear. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm intrigued and uh, I kind of can't wait to see it so that we can yeah. actually talk about it and see what uh, where we fall on the Shyamalan meter. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm I'm
0: seeing Snake Eyes tonight, but I'm getting a link to old, so I'll be watching it tomorrow at some point. Uh, and I'm I'm hoping I love it. And I think it's actually it probably would be a good like early afternoon watch do you know what i'm saying so yeah i don't think i'll move, remove the horror because it seems like most of it occurs in the daytime from the trailer so just a quick uh, breakdown of the synopsis for we move on it is coming out this weekend um and so this one as uh, shannon said all the stars here but let me tell you the real quick synopsis it follows a family that goes to a mysterious beach during their vacation eventually they discover that along with several of the tourists they are trapped in paradise and aging rapidly, as I said, it is every actor's worst nightmare. So, all right. So, where are we off to next, my my gentlemen? To trailers, trailers, so oh. trailers.
2: So, we're going to cover two here before we get into that last trailer. That's our main topic. But the first two we're going to chat about very different, but both are in their intention is to make you laugh. So, the first one that that I watched today, because John pointed it uh, pointed me in its direction, is jackass forever so if you ever watched the show on mtv (laughs) the the stunt prank show which has which debuted over 20 years ago uh, you yeah can you believe that Uh, i think it
0: was in 2000 i can't can't believe johnny knoxville's gray hair in this trailer yes but go ahead
2: (laughs) (laughs) basically if this is the thing that makes you laugh it, it, this it's just more of the same i mean they have some they have some guest people come in like Eric andre is in machine gun Kelly post Malone shows up <laughs> um the the thing with jackass especially and it was more with the television show than the film this is actually the fourth feature yeah fourth uh, fifth feature. i think it I think fifth if you count uh bad grandpa <laughs> but the the fourth of just like, it's pretty much just here. Here are some stunts. Here are some pranks. Um, the thing that always kind of rubbed me the wrong way about the TV show was the pranks that would take advantage of people's goodwill. Mm-hmm. That was one that never really sat well with me. They, I remember they did a prank where a, they put an empty baby carrier on top of a car in a parking lot and drove. And you see all these people. Thinking that there is an infant in there, running after them, trying to fly. No, no, stop, stop, stop! It's things like that that I have a real problem. With. I'm like, already, people are so shitty to each other. Don't give them more reason.
0: Well, but people signed releases to be in the film uh, from that, fair, so I mean, fair you know, enough. They allowed fair it to be shown. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, that, that, this is just personal taste. Of some of the are. some of the stunts that they show in this. I I mean, really, really made me laugh. I mean, they talk about how Johnny Knoxville is 49 and you shouldn't get a concussion. Concussions are bad. They're really bad after starting at 50. It's like, well, he's 49. He should be great. There are some very, very funny stunts. Uh, But gentlemen, what did you think of our first look at Jackass Forever?
1: (laughs) I don't know, I don't know that it's a movie that I need to go out and see, but I certainly will watch at some point and enjoy. I mean like, like, I, I'm kind of with you that I think, like, about 50% of it is really stupid and 50% of it just hits me in the exact right spot and it just yeah. kills me and makes me laugh. I think my overall takeaway from this trailer, oddly enough, is that I kind of love that they're doing this as they get older. It makes yes! me feel like – like, like there is definitely a – as you start to get older and you're like, do I have to leave all the stupid shit that I did as a kid behind? And you're like, no, you don't. Look at these assholes. Like, yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, let's all go out and do stupid shit. Uh, I think doing stupid shit keeps us young. And these guys look like they're all still having a blast, and God love them for it. Like, I'm like, I'm that, yeah. that more so than like watching a bunch, there's something that strikes me almost like it's either sad or endearing. I can't remember. I don't know which one it is. But like, watching a bunch of 29-year-olds do the world's stupidest shit, you're like, yeah, you're 29. That's a given. Watching a bunch of 49-year-olds do it, you're like, well, you're still going,
0: yeah. <laughs> and it, you know, and, and the thing—that's what I think came through with the trailer as well. I did a trailer reaction; it should be up on the channel now. But I did a trailer reaction for this because I wanted to watch it and have a genuine reaction and see how I felt. And it was great. The thing that I enjoyed about the trailer is it is just a happy trailer. Like it is, these guys getting together. You know, we're we're, we're dealing with COVID, and the whole trailer starts off with saying, like, you know, like when's the last time you got together with all your friends and laughed? And so many people. You know, we're so desperate to see friends again after things started to loosen up a little bit with, with COVID, it kind of hit that nerve. So it was a great way to start. And then seeing the next shot is them all way older and stuff. You're just like, oh shit. So then then they get into all the things that they do. And the, the Eric Andre thing at the food truck. Oh my God, I lost I lost it. Um the hand with the with the pedaling. I think that's machine gun Kelly, Kelly, who's peddling there and then gets hit with the hand. It's genius. The the marching band on the treadmill stuff that is brilliant, and the girl winging the softball and the dude's nuts, and then he goes, she goes, yeah, nailed it. I mean, it's just it just feels like a fun time overall, and I think we're gonna have a great time watching it. And it doesn't feel like Shannon was alluding to like they're doing pranks at people's expenses, at least from this trailer. So, and I'm from the curious, yeah, from the trailer, and I'm curious where you fall on this, Shannon, because Borat literally had two movies doing that. You know, he came out with a bag of poop at these at these people while they're having dinner, claiming he didn't know what to do with it, right? So, like, it's those kinds of things. So these this there's a whole cottage industry for people who know how to take advantage of people's good natures uh, in situations like that. And people seem to love Borat, but they they bash Jackass forever. <laughs> I I
2: think I probably had more issues with the first Borat than the second one. Um, okay. Because uh, I because I, I do feel like a couple of times in Bora in the first Borat, I'm like, eh, you're really crossing over the line with taking advantage of people's goodwill. I'm like, that's that's like most of the people he encountered in the second one seem to be kind of kind of shitty people. So it's like, if you're doing it to assholes, I have no issue with. Yeah, like um, Bruno.
0: Yeah, no problem with Bruno. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yep.
2: and, and I will say, um, um, I'm like this. This comes out October 22nd. I'm yeah. really keeping my fingers crossed that I will be able to watch this with my friend John Roca because we talked birthday. about before. He's a very vocal audience member <laughs> and watching Jackass with John. I imagine he will exit the theater and immediately come uh, back in at least three times.
0: That's my <laughs> guess right now.
1: I do remember. I don't remember the joke, but I do remember when me and John and our friend Sarah went to go see, uh, the what was the, Melissa The Heat. Yeah. It was, yeah, Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. And at one point, it was just the three of us in the middle. We were sitting in the middle of the row and there was no one else in the row. And something happened that was so funny that John stood up, screamed, walked all the way to the end of the aisle and came all the way back like uh, twice, and uh, then sat down and said that was funny and I was like that 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 is a that that is the way that anybody would like someone to uh, respond to their joke you had to, had to take a walk I'm not trying to offend
0: anybody it was a it was a very well done albino joke it was very well done <laughs> Melissa McCarthy oh my god she said, you're right you look a little pale <laughs> I, I still lose it i still lose it every time anyway sorry uh so jackass forever comes out october of this year <laughs> Well, but if we can't around- have a Gerard Butler film, Shannon, we'll go see that for my
2: so, okay, Around the Outlaw's 25th birthday, yes. you finally going to be able to rent a car. Our oh, second trailer that we're talking today is uh, it's called Vacation Friends, and it stars John Cena, Lil' are We, and I think her name is Meredith Hagner from uh, Search Party, which if you haven't seen Search Party, all four seasons are on HBO Max. It is a delightful Hipster Mystery romp, But this is from director Clay Tarver, who was a writer and a producer on Silicon Valley. And this movie comes out in late August. This seems like a perfect... August summer movie like you have just sort of a big kind of balls to the wall, kind of a dirty kind of a dirty comedy. Uh, It's about a couple meets up with another couple while on vacation in Mexico, but their friendship takes an awkward turn when they get back home. So again, Mr. Roca was the one who found this trailer and pointed it in uh, mine and Mr. Vogel's directions. So let's start with that. Let's start with Johnny. What did you think uh, of Vacation Friends? At
0: some point, I'm going to have to get over my aversion to John Cena movies. And by that I mean not that I don't go see them, but that I go. Uh, is he going to be good? At some point, I've just now at this point I've got to accept he is good in these movies, and he kills it in these movies, uh, and he is a burgeoning star. I never thought Cena would make the jump. It is such a shock to me. Batista, I had suspicions he could rock. I knew could, but Cena, I didn't think. And but he's been incredible. From blockers to, what was a train wreck, uh, to even voicing Ferdinand in the Bull movie. It was great. So watching him in this, this is great Cena. This is DGAF Cena, and it is so well done. Very funny. The blonde, I don't know who the blonde actress is with him. She is stellar. Uh, uh, Leroy Howry is just so good. He even made his scenes in Space Jam 2 work, uh, and they shouldn't have worked. He's just a very, very funny guy. So to, And then you, you got Bunny from The Wire. So, I mean, him in there as, as what's his faces dad, is the real his dad is perfect. I mean, and there's great funny lines because you're like, how do you be able to force him well, as long as a woman's involved? So, we know we're jumping into some really raunchy stuff here, but Cena plays it so well, like he did in Blockers, like he did in uh, Sisters, the one with uh, uh Polar and uh, Tina Fey. So, this is his wheelhouse, and it looks like this is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, it, it's very reminiscent of, like, what was it, Girls Trip? What was it, Girls uh, The one with T- Tiffany Haddish? Girls Trip, is that yeah, what it's called? Girls Trip. Yeah, it, it's got that kind of vibe to it. Blockers, all those kind of, like, raunchy, funny films that, uh, you know, we, we can enjoy even among, amidst the PC culture, the woke cultures, people like to say. Um, we can still enjoy these when they're done well. And this looks like it's going to be a fun one. So That's my
1: two cents. Mike. Mikey? I mean, <laughs> I... I actually do think, I, well, so you brought up Blockers, you brought up Girls Trip, and I did kind of realize, like, as I watched this trailer, that it's been a minute since, yep. like, there was that era, like, especially in the 2000s with American Pie, and, like, every movie that came oh, yeah. out, like, Road Trip, everything, like, every movie that came out was, like, that raunchy, inappropriate comedy, um, and whether it's because of PC culture, whether whatever, like, we haven't had as many of those, mm-hmm. uh, and so seeing a movie that was just balls to the wall, just inappropriate, out of control, ridiculous. I mean, at the end of this trailer when they eat that much those mushrooms and they start running around and like <laughs> oh rolling God. around in the grass, I was like, first of all, accurate been there (laughs) second of all was like that's hilarious so i agree with you about cena like i don't know that cena has like some huge dramatic chops in him i don't know that he's going to move on to be an oscar contender um but he's fucking funny i mean he's he's a funny guy uh and you know the whole concept of i think like your guard is down like it's a great idea for a movie like your guard is down on vacation like you go on vacation and you know that you're in another country or another place for a limited number of days and maybe sometimes you meet people that the you wouldn't want to commit to long term for a friendship but for the four days that you're on vacation like it's cool and then those people just don't go away out of your life like it it's like It was like when those people showed up at the wedding, it was equal parts hilarious and horrifying to me because as someone, and John has dinged me more than once in our lives, as someone who is kind of an outgoing, friendly person, but also will quickly move on when bored, I have definitely, <laughs> I have definitely been on vacation or at Comic-Con or other places with John where I will be super nice to some crazy person uh, and they'll be like, yeah, we should do this, and, like, we should, and, like, introduce them to John, and then just disappear in a puff of yeah. smoke.
0: Yeah, next thing you know, we've got a barnacle on our boat, and the captain's left the ship. Yeah, it's really
1: great. <laughs> so, so more than, so watching this trailer, like, I was like oh this would be like me introducing someone to john disappearing and they show up at his wedding i'm like cool yeah i want to go see this this looks good to me (laughs) look the the cocaine joke on the rim of the glass that's great you don't do drugs
0: even on vacation (laughs) like it's like it's the one place you can
1: (laughs) oh sorry shannon it actually yeah it actually went really quickly it did also remind me of this is like what burning man is like every day Like, when you you go to Burning Man and you don't have your phone and there's no real way to, like, follow up with people, like, you'll find yourself, like, hanging out with someone that you would never hang out with. Like, you'll just be like, yeah, like, what's your name? Like, oh, my name is, like, Dove Blossom. Like, yeah, like, I'm really into energy and, like, I believe that I'm a dragon. And you're like, cool, I'll hang out with you for two hours. And then you're like, gotta go. (laughs) Um, And I'm just picturing, like, those people showing up at, like, my job. (laughs) I hope that
2: dress doesn't have wings (laughs) Uh, yeah I mean I thought it was super funny I mean again this is a comedy uh, the type of comedy I feel like we haven't gotten a ton of in the last few years and I think the, 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 the hit hit to miss ratio with this type of comedy it's about 50 50. i mean yeah, that's true, and, and, that's I think true. That, and i think that's being generous and i think the 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 what's going to what gives me um hope with this is one clay tarver the fact that this guy was a writer and a producer on silicon valley and that's not because i was on silicon wow. valley it was because the first, the first three seasons of that show are fantastic i mean really 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 well written really well directed um but also meredith Hagner, who plays john cena's girlfriend slash wife okay that's her name yeah okay she's the she's the actress in search party and she is hilarious um so i and and to the john cena uh, he's one of those guys i can't he was bumblebee that he was in that i was like god Mm -hmm. his performance is is again kind of hit and miss here like there when he when he's being funny i really like him when he gets serious it's like "Ah, i feel like you're in the wrestling ring right now like i don't i don't really believe you so right but when he's doing just that straight comedy thus far he's pretty funny like he's pretty good like he he plays such a great such a great bro Mm -hmm. uh uh that yeah i mean i and also the fact that it's coming out in August. Granted, it's the last weekend in August, but it's coming out in August. I mean, this is nice. this is the this is the typically the type of month where these comedies come out, and hopefully it'll be funny. I
1: I also think I to make sure I want to make sure I say this the right way, but I think that um, traditionally the raunchy comedy has been the purview of a bunch of white people. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, whether it be American Pie oh, point, or man. Road Trip or whatever, like it's, it is it is just traditionally like yep. that's like frat white frat boy kind of comedy. Um, and I think the two movies that you guys brought up, uh, Blockers was really great because mm-hmm. it was it was the whole we're going to lose our virginity on prom night, but flipped to be girls mm-hmm. and was a little bit smarter because of it. Like mm-hmm. uh, I told I told uh, Kay Cannon, who directed it, we were talking about it and I was like they managed to tell like the funniest Appropriate gay joke. It's when Cena. And the other guy, when they're in there, when they're in the house with the family and the guy's naked and they're trying to figure the thing out and they're like, I'm not gay, but it's okay, my cousin's gay, but I don't want to touch this guy's balls. Like, it's really funny. And I think that like, it sort of elevated the raunchy comedy game. And I think Girls Trip similarly took the kind of idea that is typically a white male thing, but gave it to a bunch of black women. And I do think there is something about this trailer. As you're watching it, you're like, well, here's this perfectly lovely black couple having an amazing wedding with like majority black people at the wedding and then these crazy, White people show up. And I think <laughs> that um, there's probably something about that that, like, if they play it smart, like, that allows you, just like with Blockers, just like with Girls Trip, it allows you to do a lot of the types of jokes mm. that were in other raunchy comedies, but maybe didn't wouldn't land right today, and allows you to do them because it recontextualizes them. And I think that that's one of the other things that I thought when I watched this trailer, I'm like, oh, this could work because, like, it, for we because like watching two crazy white people show up, you're like, yeah, y'all crazy. Like it could work.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Well, yeah, that
2: is August twenty seventh, so just a few <sighs> weeks from now.
0: On who? It said Hulu at the end of the trailer. So was it going to be on Hulu or is it going to be released from a studio? I didn't. Did it say on Hulu? I didn't. I didn't see
1: I that. Think, yeah, I believe the, when it says Hulu at the end of the trailer, yeah, it probably means that we could find it on Hulu. Okay. All right. I'm,
0: I'm looking. Yeah, it's 20th Century Studios and Hulu together. Um, I'm looking at the press release here. It will be available Latin America on Star plus August 31st. So I feel like it's going to be on Hulu then. Oh, yeah, it's, well. It's, it's stream exclusively on Disney's direct consumer platforms as a Hulu original. All right. There you go. Well, there you go. All right. August 22nd. Woo! <laughs> Good stuff. All right. uh, There you go. That's uh, our first uh, section of the show here where we talk about our Geek News items. We're going to take a quick break and get into the lap. Put on our um, uh, Middle Ages armor and our weird blonde goatees and get into uh, uh, a conversation about the last duel here right after uh, this. Duel, you say? Mm -hmm. ba
2: bum 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 ba bum 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 -bum.
0: whats I don't... He's he's dueling, like. he is dueling is banjos. he's dueling oh. banjos. <laughs> oh. Oh. Isn't, don't
1: you have to do the other part of the duel? I did. <laughs> you, 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 you you couldn't you not see me. Oh,
0: right, it's were, because the graphic you, was right. up. I, cool. I switched cool.
2: I switched sides here. I got you. I
0: got you. <laughs> oh. God, I want to crash Mikey's gay wedding with my pickup truck. All right, we're going to get into this uh, trailer here. Uh, This is the new film coming from Ridley Scott. And, uh, of course, we had a lot of fun the first section of the show. But this trailer is a little more serious, certainly, um, uh, and set during – The Middle Ages, I want to give uh, the synopsis on this thing to make sure we get everything that we need to say about this film so we can talk about it uh, knowledgeably and jump into what needs to be discussed here. Uh, It's a historical epic. Uh, It's being quoted as a cinematic and thought-provoking drama set in the midst of the Hundred Years' War. This one stars Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Jodie Comer, Adam Driver, uh, Zelko Ivanovic, for those of you who know character actors. And if you've seen the, the third season, I think, of Killing Eve, The lady who plays her his her handler plays Villanelle's handler. She's in this as well. So a a lot of. Uh, Good actors involved in this one, of course, as we said, comes from Ridley Scott. Anyway, explores the ubiquitous power of men, the frailty of justice, and the strength and courage of one woman willing to stand alone in the service of truth. This is actually based on actual events, and it's based on a book by Eric Yeager. The book is called The Last Duel, A True Story of Crime, Scandal, and Trial by Combat in Medieval France. Hell of a title. Uh, The film unravels long-held assumptions about France's last sanctioned duel between Jean de Carajou and Jacques Le Gris, Two friends turn bitter rivals. Carajou is a respected knight known for his bravery and skill on the battlefield. Legris is a Norman squire whose intelligence and eloquence make him one of the most admired nobles in court. When Carajou's wife, Marguerite, that's who Jody Comer is playing, is viciously assaulted by Legris, a charge he denies, she refuses to stay silent, stepping forward to accuse her attacker, an act of bravery and defiance that puts her life in jeopardy. The ensuing trial by combat, a grueling duel to the death, places the fate of all three in God's hands. So, gentlemen, Usually we talk about our trailers in the trailer park section, but this one I think bears a little more conversation as it's going to deal with sexual assault, with rape. And obviously it's set in the Middle Ages from the trailer, but it's going to echo into our time now for what we've been seeing and certainly we've known – For a number of centuries and decades in the history of war of the world, how powerless women can be when they bring uh, these accusations out and how high of a bar they have to cross or to to cross over in order to be believed. So this looks this trailer looked incredible to me and Jodi Comer's acting in this, especially the last shot of her with the bars are coming down. It's just just phenomenal work overall, and I'm looking forward to this. Uh, what did you, did you think of the trailer? What do you think about
1: the subject matter? Like, what really affects you when you look at a trailer like this? Go for it, Mikey. Okay. Uh, well, first, I mean, put put the subject matter aside for a second. Yeah. The really, the, th- the I really enjoyed about this trailer is like this looks like the Ridley Scott that I like to go see. This mm. is this is like Ridley Scott back to form. Like this feels like Gladiator epic. Like it's just like it's just uh, it just feels like this huge. Epic, yeah. sweeping scope movie, like, epic, huge period piece, like, a bunch of stars, and, like, just, like, you look at the cinematography, like, it looks like a gorgeous, huge movie, and so, right off the bat, I'm excited, because, like, there's the, there's that, there's that Ridley Scott, and then there's, you know, the Prometheus Ridley Scott, which is another thing that I don't like to talk about, but, like, <laughs> uh, so, like, this, this looks like the Ridley Scott that I'm excited about, that I really want to go see, Um as far as the subject matter like holy shit like I can't believe this is a true story like it's a fascinating way to sort of um dive into all of the things like you said Johnny that we are currently dealing with but the fact that like this is a real deal that like Mm -hmm. this this assault happened this woman didn't stay silent it was these two people who were friends brought against each other and then the idea that like this whole concept of like, well, if you guys fight, we'll let God decide. And also mm-hmm. to Matt Damon's character, I can't say his name, but like to his character, like, and also if you lose, we're going to burn your wife at the stake. Cause that meant she's a liar. Like yes. it is this, like, it's like the stakes are very high in this, like right off the bat. You're like, well, this is a lot. Um, I'm really curious to see how they handle all of that. Um, I, I purposefully... I watched the trailer, I read up a little bit about it. I hmm. almost like went to go read a little bit more about the actual events and then realized that I didn't want to because I actually don't quite want to know uh how things turn out until I see the movie. Right. But um but yeah, like it's it's a the the only ding that I will give this trailer across the board is that I just really wish that Ben Affleck just <laughs> didn't do period pieces. He's not as bad as Keanu though, man. Right? I mean Right? But, Ke- Keanu has, but Keanu has has transcended acting to just become like the embodiment of the spiritual entity known as Keanu. And so That's anything, he does, That's anything he does anything he does, you're just like yeah, like I don't care what you do. You are Keanu. Ben Affleck is still Ben Affleck. Uh, you know, he's down, yeah. he's immortal with us just picking up his Dunkin' Donuts on his front steps like <laughs> anybody else. And And I love Ben Affleck. Like yeah. I have always loved Ben Affleck. I think Ben Affleck is a amazing director. I mm-hmm. think Ben Affleck is an amazingly talented guy, and I think in the right roles, Ben Affleck is fascinating and great and awesome and delightful. I don't yeah. think period pieces are his forte. Okay? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Shannon,
2: I will push back on that slightly before I get to my thoughts on the trailer. The last time <laughs> that I remember seeing Ben Affleck in a in a significant like period piece was Shakespeare in Love. And I knew yeah. you were going to say that. Don't okay. doesn't count. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. It fully counts. It fully counts. Just because nobody had a problem with him (laughs) back in 98, that does not mean that it doesn't count. He did a good job because his role was very limited. Like, they're going to put him in the trailer because he's Ben Affleck. Now, the blonde hair with the beard, as a look, I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. But something we also forgot to mention, this is the first script that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck have written together since... Goodwill Hunters. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 true. I mean, it they're was, not uh, the only writer. Well, writing, no, Nicole yes, uh,
2: were... of Center, I think, yeah, I think was the, was the initial writer. Yes. And then they took over there. I might be wrong on that. Now to the trailer, the last time Ridley Scott and Matt Damon teamed up for an October release was The Martian. Yeah. And that one turned out pretty well. But I agree. Yeah. I mean, they're, are we going to get Gladiator Ridley Scott or are we going to get Kingdom of Heaven Ridley Scott? Now, I hear the, the director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven is much better. Um, th- but the, the theatrical release for me didn't really check all the boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Damon in this type of role, I mean, he he, he looks fantastic. Like yeah. he, he is one of those guys that even though he he, sh- he he looks like he shouldn't be able to do accents because this is that dude from boston but like like in Vickis, i was like ah, it's i think it's right but it just looks so weird coming out of your mouth um but matt damon is a phenomenal actor like jody comer as well if you watch killing eve she's also gonna she's the one in free guy right yeah it's yeah. gonna be out in a little bit i mean jody comer like her killing eve performance is just you—you it, it, you can't take your eyes off of her. So seeing just the two of them together, and then you add in Adam Driver as well. And I know a lot of people have have might have Adam Driver issues based off of what was it Love Story? Was it Love Story or yeah, Marriage Story? Marriage. Marriage story um, that that some people like to poke fun at that performance because they thought it was a little over the top. I I, I I was I was actually going through a divorce when that movie came out, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about this trailer looks really, really good. Is <laughs> the part we- where
0: he punched the wall, which is the accurate part? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't really know. Man, I just, I'm just saying
2: it's accurate. I'm just saying it's accurate. <laughs> Vogel's doing his best, best Mitch McConnell, just then, <laughs> going back into his shell. Um, but everything about this trailer, I mean, it it does. Based off it being a trailer, it checks all the boxes. Yeah, for sure. It looks like a really, really intriguing movie. I also thought the Kingdom of Heaven trailer looked good. So the only way we'll be able to find out is uh, October of this year.
0: Yeah, and, and to be fair, we're three guys talking about this. So for those of you who, for the uh, our uh, uh, lady watchers and lady listeners, like we understand that, we accept that, we respect that, and it's just this is the show. So we're going to talk about it because we think this is an important topic that they're addressing here in this uh, in this film. And as Michael said the fact that it's based on a true story can kind of throw you for a, a loop because if you think it's hard to come forward now imagine what it would be like to come forward in the middle ages when women when women are were betrothed to their men were almost you could argue somewhat enslaved to their men for their livelihood for their existence For their life. And there's that great scene in the trailer where Jody Comer and Matt Damon are in that hallway. And he says, I she says, she says something to him about sacrificing. He's like, I'm I'm sacrificing my life for you. And she goes, No, 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 no. You're sacrificing your life for your dignity, not for me. That's what this is about. And so it's like, whoa.
1: So I I like that they're gonna have these kind of harder edge conversations in this film. Yeah. Well, and I will say just so I don't not like I'm actually very excited that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck wrote this movie with the uh, with the other woman who yes. wrote it with them. Like I the whole like, whole like, center, like, yeah. like 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 as far like I think Ben Affleck behind the camera, Ben Affleck working mm. on like the creative side of things, like them writing a the movie together, like that. I'm actually genuinely excited about. Yeah. And we'll see we'll see how he does with uh with his with his with his sting look. Um, we'll see how that goes, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I I and, and Jodie Comer to to just echo what oh. you guys said. I mean, she is so fantastic, and I yeah. think that uh, and on the Adam Driver front, like I think this is like what he's born to do. I know that like when they were filming the movie, there was a lot of pictures of them on set uh, that basically said that. Uh, how come Matt Damon and Ben Affleck look like they were at a Ren Fair, and Adam Driver looked like he just stepped out of a time machine? Like, dude just looks like, he looks like he belongs back in the 13th century. Like, he's he, he steps up and he's like, I'm a Squire. And I'm like, yeah, fuck, yeah, you are. Like, yeah. sure, cool. Um, so I think probably he's well-suited for this. Uh, I, I am genuinely excited, but I do think it's probably, it's going to be Comer's movie. Like, this is oh, really... Absolutely. For everybody else, like whether Ben Affleck is decent or kind of silly, whether Adam Driver's overdoing it or like nailing it, whether Matt Damon's accent is dead on or not, like all of those things are important. And I, and I hope that everybody's at their A game. Mm-hmm. But I think like we're going to come out of this movie and be like, fuck, give her the Oscar right now is what I hope.
0: Yeah. And this is what can sometimes happen. And some of you may be, may think I'm wrong on this. And to be honest with you, that's okay. But like my, you know, look at the situation with Jodie Comer. For all of us who are in this bubble, falling all over ourselves about her, we've all seen Killing Eve. But remember, it's on AMC. It's on a cable channel. It's not on this massive, large scale necessarily, like maybe HBO, like Game of Thrones or whatever. AMC is a smaller channel, so it's small. It's going to attract smaller attention. And then, as the as she does more feature films, this is the film though that is going to explode her. That's how she gets to explode. Yeah. Yes, she won the Emmy and whatever. And, you know, John Hamm was great on that, but it wasn't until John Hamm was like showing up in movies, showing up on Third, showing up on other things that people started to con- conceive what John, same thing Elizabeth Moss, right? It was movies, but then she did Handmaid's Tale. Now people, and then she got to Invisible Man. That's when everyone was like, oh my God, she can do this. Yeah. So feature films just reach a wider berth So as much as we love Jodie Comer now, she's about to, uh, you know, take a rocket ship to the stars. If this film is good, because just from the trailer, her performance looks
1: extraordinary. You bring up a good no. You just bring up a really good point that uh, you know it, it is true of where we are today, for better or for worse, that a lot of like the most interesting and amazing performances are a happening on television and b happening on networks or on streaming sites that like not everybody is watching. I mean, I think you're right. I think that like for anyone who's watched Killing Eve. Uh, Jodie Comer is like it's a it's a she's a shoe and to be like you're fucking amazing but yeah. maybe the wider world of pop culture and the people that are going to see movies don't know her yet and between right. Free Guy and this this is a one-two punch that could really elevate her to the top I think it's kind of the same with like Tatiana Maslany in uh, She-Hulk you know yes. like i think that you know so she anybody who watched orphan black is like well you're fucking great like yeah. give you any role but like being in she hulk being in the marvel universe for her is that's going to be like there's going to be a whole bunch of people that are like oh my god who is this person playing she hulk is she an uh-huh. unknown like you know, it's like that that saying, with you know, for everyone in Hollywood who has overnight success took 40 years to get there. Yeah, right. <laughs> the other one of those is
0: Christina Milioti. Like, everybody loved her in Palm Springs. If yeah. you've seen Made for Love, it is brilliant. But I bet a majority of the mainstream don't know who she is. No. So she needs to get that feature film role that's going to explode her so that people can really appreciate what a genuine talent Christina actually is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you, you may, I mean, and you've probably seen her in a feature film, but because she had a smaller role, like in Wolf of Wall Street, like she was in what, three scenes, four scenes. Like she wasn't in, uh, she didn't have a huge part. Margot mm-hmm.
0: robbie comes in and completely dwarfs her in that movie so yeah but
2: she was so in that role she was so effective and, and she she did her job you know she did her job to the t like she was yeah. she was excellent she was excellent as that she was excellent as that first wife who then wow. gets replaced by the younger hotter model um yeah chris miliotti is is an excellent excellent performer
0: Yeah, but do you see any dangers with this movie? I mean, we see, you know, Adam Driver is adamant, his character is adamant that he didn't assault her, but we see him, like, slamming the door, but but with just as much fervor, he's saying, it's not true! So this is a film that feels like it is going to ask a lot of questions of us as viewers, and it is going to make us confront some things where even a person who adamantly says it didn't happen We don't necessarily have to take that person's point of view as the truth, no matter how much they may believe it. And is this going to be like Rashomon, where we get her story, his story, and Matt Damon's story, or maybe her handmaiden's story about what happened? That could be very, very interesting. And they are setting themselves up to walk a very,
1: very high wire, in my opinion, with
0: this. Sorry, to your like, point.
1: Yeah. No, no, actually, to exactly that point, that's why I didn't want to read too much. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if these events, like, I don't know if we know. I mean, obviously, we probably know how it turned out, but we don't know what's true. Uh, maybe we don't know what's true or not true. Yeah. Maybe that's the point of this movie is that they're going to present us with a bunch of things like that. Maybe mm-hmm. it'll just be a straight down the line, like, we know Adam Driver definitely did it, and let's watch yeah. how everybody reacts to it. Like, mm-hmm. and I think there's, there's versions of both of those that could be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, I think. That as far as that goes, the conjecture of like, will they be able to nail it? Will this movie be problematic or will it be uh, something that's held up as this is great? You know, remains to be seen until we actually see the movie. Like, they, yeah. this is definitely a movie that you could fuck up in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's what concerns me because, I mean, you know, very, women very much are like, believe women, believe women. And so you got a film here with Jodie Comer saying it, standing strong, standing true. Uh, and so it feels like we need to believe her. And then you look at Adam Driver's very really adamant uh, statement that he didn't. And then Damon's conflicted emotions about having to do this. So it's it's so fascinating and complex. And like I said, I hope they get it right. Like Mikey said, I hope they get it right because it could absolutely fall that's- apart.
1: It's a terrible way just like it's just like rupaul says good luck and don't fuck it up hit the lip sync music let's do
2: it Um, (laughs) what were you gonna say shannon well i was gonna say i mean i don't i don't want to follow the rupaul quote i I feel like (laughs) i feel feel like Mike mike is playing us off pretty well here um but thinking about like when when she has that exchange with matt damon that he's He's not fighting for her. He's fighting for his own, for his pride, for his own ego is the issue that this uh, alleged assault took place, or is it because the alleged assault took place over someone important's wife? Yeah. And and I imagine I, I, and again, not, not knowing the actual history, I imagine that will be touched upon because at this time, I mean, you know, Matt Damon, it seems like Matt Damon is someone well-regarded by the French King. If it was just, if it was some farmer, would Would this yeah, much of a stink right. have been kicked up? Maybe right. not.
0: Yeah, another yeah. yeah, and that's a great point you bring up, Shannon, because that's another part of this, isn't it? Like, how how does the church play its part in this? We see uh, Zelko Ivanovic, I hope I'm saying that right, as like this kind of arbiter of the church, this kind of like messenger of the church, saying, as Michael pointed out earlier, she, if if it's if you lose the battle, we're gonna burn her to death because clearly that's a lie. Clearly, it's it, it didn't happen. And so, how how does the church play? A young king who's sitting there playing with animals like a little child. How's that gonna play into all of this? So it's 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 a great point you bring up. To it because it's I imagine these are going to be like universally connectable characters that right. we can look at in our modern day, the church and how they handle these accusations, people in power, how they handle these accusations. So this kind of stuff I think is 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 great to be exploring uh here in the movie overall for sure. Yeah. Um yeah, any other things to say about this with uh with Ridley? Any, any concerns? Any... Fingers crossed, fingers, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. <laughs> 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 uh all right all right well there you go uh we wanted to discuss this thing and uh you know uh, ben affleck and uh, a number of uh, people have come forward and to speak about uh, their work on it um and there's a it's a, an incredible team as we said uh nicole of center is the the scriptwriter on this with ben affleck and matt damon she uh was nominated for an oscar for can you ever forgive me uh and the film produced by ridley scott but also by kevin J. Walsh who did manchester by the sea jennifer fox who did nightcrawler uh nicole holof center damon affleck and Kevin Halloran, who did Ford versus Ferrari, Drew Vinton, who did Promised Land, um, and Madison Ainley uh, are all serving as executive producers. So this is a powerhouse team behind this movie, and uh, you hope in the long run that it uh, uh, accomplishes its goal. And it's coming out October fifteenth nationwide of this year, and looks like it's set up to try to win some Oscars for damn sure uh all right well there you go i think that's a good uh, episode of the geek buddies thank you all so much for watching or listening to us we appreciate it madly shannon what do we have to tell them
2: yeah you would like to follow us on social media on twitter it's at geek underscore buddies on instagram at the underscore geek underscore buddies if you'd like to follow me on social media on twitter it's at shannon underscore mcclung on instagram at shannon the geek buddy if you would like to follow mr vogel it is at mk tune if you'd like to follow mr roca it is at the roca says
1: mikey Uh, Once you're a buddy, you're a buddy for life. You will show up at our weddings in pickup trucks and we want as many of you showing up in as many pickup trucks as possible. Uh, So here's what you can do to help us get a lot more buddies. Uh, First of all, hit the like button below. Subscribe to Johnny's Outlaw Nation page. Leave us some comments below in the chat. Like, what did you think of these trailers? Uh, What did you think of the WandaVision Loki sync up? Legit? Not legit? Do you believe in it? Are you excited to see old? Let us know your thoughts on everything. We love to check out what you guys have to say. Uh, If you are listening to us on Anchor or Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere the podcasts are available, go ahead and leave us some stars there. Leave some comments. It helps us go up in the rankings so more people can find us. And as always, the best thing that you guys can do is retweet this video with a funny little comment about the Geek Buddies. Uh, <laughs> post it on your social media sites. Uh, just tell everybody that you're having a blast watching us, having a good time. Uh, you know, we love it. We love doing this. We love engaging with you guys. We love that you guys have fun with it. And so the more people that we can get having fun, the longer that we get to do it. That's
0: right. That's right. There you
1: go. Well said. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Uh, look for our
0: reviews for, oh, if you've seen our review for episode six, the finale of Loki, it is up there if you haven't seen it. Also, our, we just recently did our two last two Bad Batch reviews for episodes 11 and 12. That is up there for you all to watch as well. And What If is right around the corner. We'll definitely be back to doing a review for that well, for that uh, series as well, 10 episodes coming from them uh, and already a lot of people talking about whether it's going to be canon or not so we shall see we i
1: mean see. sounds looks like canon to me i'm all about Haley Atwell coming back that's damn sure
0: all right y'all take care of yourselves be well and we'll talk to you next time on another brand new episode of the geek buddies <gasps>